Do you feel beautiful? Do you look beautiful? Does one really affect the other? Welcome to Beauty Inside and Out with host Bonnie Bonadeo. In our show, we'll help you uncover your true self and unleash beauty that you never knew existed in order to be at your best, both inside and out. Now, here is your host, Bonnie Bonadeo. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to the middle of June uh, that we're at right now. Um, I'm, I love this month. I absolutely love this month. I get to go on vacation next week, which I'm really excited about. Heading to the Caribbean, going on the boat, Better Days, our latest venture um, with my fiance, Jeff South, and I. So we're going to be enjoying that uh, time away. But June being my birthday month and June being my favorite month, um, I do a give back all month long with shows to be able to put a highlight and a spotlight on organizations or nonprofits that need a little mention, a little bump and a little talk about. And uh, today we have a really, really special guest, but I want to kind of reference back to what we've already done for June in case you didn't get a chance to listen to it. And you can pop back on the podcast uh, to be able to listen to it. So the first week of June, we had Meredith and her son, Ryan, and they are from uh, Meredith has been a friend of mine for many years. And she's from the uh, National Coalition, uh, Ovarian Coalition Cancer, sorry, I'm going to say that again, the National Ovarian Cancer Coalition. So she's the current reigning president right now of that organization. And she is a ovarian cancer survivor. And her story is very interesting because she found out she had ovarian cancer when she was pregnant with her son, Ryan. And so that was a very... A uh, difficult moment for her to be able to say, wow, I finally got pregnant after all these years that she was trying, and now you're telling me I have ovarian cancer. So it's a great story. It's an interesting story. And because ovarian cancer is considered a very silent killer cancer, um, you have to hear. You have to hear that show, and you have to know what the signs are. All women should be listening to that show um, because you need to know what the signs are, because unfortunately, that cancer gets diagnosed way too late. So please enjoy that show. And that was the first week at uh, June 6th. And that's with Meredith and Ryan on ovarian cancer. And then last week, we talked to my dear friend, Bethany, and she's from Here to Stay. And Here to Stay is a nonprofit organization that she says she, she, she talks about it like we give you a check. We're ready to give you a check. And what she gives you a check for is the cool cap approach that if you're going through a cancer uh, chemotherapy and a particular cancer where you are going to be losing your hair, the cool cap process has been known to be able to keep almost close to 75, 80% of your hair while you're going through that. It's not everywhere yet, and it's not covered by insurance. So she's helping women to fund it. So you would apply for a um, donation to be able to help fund a good portion of the cool cap, the cool cap process because we all know that you might be going through treatment and you might have a disease and you might have an illness, but Lord knows we don't want to look like we're sick. So there's a big part of um, that opportunity to be able to look your best to get through the treatment and stay in your life and stay within your community without it being a deterrent. So, um, and then be sure to listen next week. Um, because we will have uh, the dementia uh, society on to be able to share some uh, ideas and concerns and awareness and education around that. But today, I'm really excited because Selena is also a part of beauty and doing some amazing things. She's the founder and CEO of Hair Aid Inc. 
And it's an Australian-based charity, and she's coming from us all the way from Australia. And she's doing amazing things internationally and within the communities of Australia when she first started this project in 2010. Now, she's committed her own time and her own hours, and I'm sure her blood, sweat, and tears as well to be able to get hairdressers to volunteer in in kind of underdeveloped regions and communities that are uh, poverty-stricken. And she's teaching them some really great skills like cutting hair so that they can start being able to take care of themselves, have value, have worth, and be able to have something that gives them um, a little notoriety and some income in their pocket. And these projects that she's doing are amazing. So she's getting lots of volunteers. I'm going to let her tell you all the details of what, how it's doing and how you can be involved um, if you're part of the hairdresser community, which I know a lot of you that are on Facebook watching me right now, you are. And of course, to my listeners, you all have a hairdresser and you might want to share that with your hairdresser of how they can be involved well. So welcome, Selena. Ah, thank you very much. And so I, I say good morning because I, in Australia, the sun is just peaking up. But it's, of course, it's getting into the evening there for you. Yes, it is. So uh, I love it that you're in a whole nother day. So Selena's in Friday. Yeah. And we're on yeah. Thursday night here. So it's always amazing when I'm talking with Australia that they're just that far ahead of us, right? And, uh, and <laughs> that, that far ahead of us in many opportunities as well. So Selena, thank you so much for being here uh, today. I know we want to talk about Hair Aid. We want to talk about this project that you've taken on. I know there's an enormous amount of passion in you behind this. I met you at a couple of events when you were over here in the States, um, and we didn't get a chance to talk for a, a real long time, but I thought this was perfect to be able to share this on the radio show so that we can spread the word in a bigger, bigger way. But first, I want to hear a little bit about you, your history, and then how you decided that this was something you were going to devote some time to. So I have to confess straight away that I'm not a hairdresser. I am a university lecturer. So here in Australia, I teach at university and I teach business, entrepreneurship, leadership, team dynamics, business management, marketing. So confession number one, not a hairdresser. And that sometimes confuses people. Why are you running this global charity now? It might be based in Australia, but it's definitely a global charity and you're not even a hairdresser. And it comes back to how Hair Aid started, but I am a university lecturer. I'm a mother of three grown children. I'm a grandmother of four beautiful granddaughters. I have a husband who looks after me and has done for 39 years. We have two chickens and a dog that runs around the backyard, so that's a little bit about me. Um, But the reason I'm not a hairdresser and I'm running Hair Aid is that 10 years ago now, my husband and myself my husband's actually a police officer here in Australia. We were backpacking through Manila. And on our very last night of holidays, getting ready to come home, we decided to stop. Being Australian, we decided to stop at a pub and find some cold beer and watch the football. So we did a bit of Googling, which we could still back then, and we found a little Australian pub in the back blocks of Manila, And we snuck on in there to watch the football and grab a beer. And while we were there, we found out that the football we wanted to watch wasn't actually on. That was a little bit disappointing. 
But one of the best things that came out of it is two lovely ladies came into the bar. One was Australian, I could tell that from her accent, and one was Canadian. So I was talking to the Canadian, and her name was Kate. And I said to her, what do you do here? Do you live here? Do you work here? And she said to me, I'm an academic. I teach at university, which was extraordinary to me in the back blocks of Manila. And she taught the same subjects that I did at university. So we had a bit of a chat and had a bit of a conversation about different things. And then I said to the Australian, and her name was Claudia, and I said, what do you do here? And she said, I work for an organisation that collects children that have been left in the street by their parents. And the children have been left there because the parents are too poor to feed them. So we were sitting at the pub and we talked to these lovely ladies. And interestingly, as the conversation went on, they announced to us that they were actually nuns. So the beginning of Hair Aid is that two nuns walked into a bar and now Selena's doing Hair Aid 10 years later. But when I was talking to one of the ladies and she'd mentioned to me that she'd collected children that had been left on the street because their parents were too poor to feed them, it really resonated with me. I couldn't imagine as a parent myself lining my children up and, and deciding which one I would choose mm. so that, you know, I could leave them on the street. Which one would be strong enough to survive? You know, and, and me hoping that, that the children would be collected by orphanages or charities before the drug runners and prostitution gangs. And so I said to her, well, what do you do with the children, you know, once, you know, they've been collected? You take them to an orphanage. And she said, well, we're not really an orphanage. What we do is we take the children and they look after their immediate needs. In Manila, it's a Catholic society. So they look after their spiritual needs. They feed them. They give them a new set of clothes. They keep them safe. Um, they they de-louse them, give them somewhere safe to sleep. And when the child's more comfortable and they're talking to them, they find out where their parents are and what their parents' names are. And then these ladies, the nuns, go back to the province and they find the parents. You know, it sounds like a really hard thing to do, you know, from street and slum communities. But we know ourselves, even in our own communities, we know which which kids that we see running along the street and riding their bicycles and playing basketball, which house they come from, which family they belong to. It's similar over there even with the street and slum communities. So the nuns go back and they find the parents. And their goal is to reconnect the child with the parents. And that sounds fabulous. Except my business brain said, but if they're too poor to feed them in the first place, won't they just be collecting those children again in five months' time, six months' time, and the system just keeps rolling around. And they said to us, what we do is we try and give the parents a livelihood skill. And if the parents have a small job, then they can afford to buy even the smallest amount of rice and broth and some vegetables or make a soup and keep the, keep the family and children alive. And I went, that's fabulous. What do you teach them? Because I'm an educator and I'm interested in this. And they said to me, the Australian said to me, oh, we're no good at it, but one day we'd love to start a sewing centre. And I said, I can do that for you. Because in the previous life for me, I was an interior decorator 
and I used to run sewing rooms and I can sew and I know how to do this. Mm. So I went back to the university where I was teaching and I said to the students who were learning business, you know how you all say to me, when you graduate from university, it's going to be so hard to get a job because you don't have any experience? Come with me. Let's set up this business because a sewing centre is a business. You'll get some real life experience. The people will get the benefit of it and we'll all win. So we did. Eight months later, armed with six donated sewing machines, myself, my husband, two seamstresses and three university students went back to the slums and we set up a sewing centre. And we trained 17 people and they were able to sew clothes and pillowcases and sell them in the market, earn some money and feed their children. So it was great. So I said, well, I'd do that again. Would you like me to do that again, Sister Kate, Sister Claudia? And they said, yes. So I went back the next year and we did sewing again. Well, two years in, I'm starting to get, get a bit bored. And I could also see that there was huge opportunities there to do other things. So I, I said to Brother Luke, who was actually the um, manager of the centre where, where we were training, I said, Brother Luke, what else do you need? And then he said, well, if you can teach them English, they can get jobs in the markets with the tourists. And I said to him, Brother Luke, speak English, that's really easy for us. What else do you need? And he said, hair cutting. Now, again, I'm not a hairdresser. And I said to him, hair cutting, why? And he said, well, over here in Manila, if, if the boy's hair touches their collar, they can't go to school. It's against the law, which to me is amazing. As an educator myself, if that's not the biggest barrier to education, and, and I have vowed that I'm changing this law somehow before I die, um, people who are so, so poor, desperately trying to send their children to school, can't if, if their children's hair grows. But it's also an opportunity. If we can teach people basic haircuts, or what they call regulation haircuts over there, they can cut hair, earn money, feed their children, send their children to school, and it's a wonderful cycle. So we did. I came back to Australia, had to write a newspaper article, put some marketing into it, and ask the hairdressers here in Australia if they would help me, because I can't cut hair. And they said yes. So eight years ago, we went back with... We still did sewing. We taught some English, but then we started teaching hair. And now we're nearly 10 years later. We've trained more than 4,600 people how to cut hair. And, yeah, that's the story of Hair Aid and, and how come I'm not a hairdresser and what we do. Oh, I love that, Selena. So you started out with sewing but you went yep. into hair. Are you doing any other trades as well? From the very first day, they asked us if we could do manicure and pedicure. And I always said no. And the reason I said no was transporting chemicals such as polishes is actually quite difficult. Um. So I said no. But a couple of years ago, the demand for manicure and pedicure just keeps coming up. So we trained 
240 people in manicure, pedicure. And one of the biggest salons in Manila, called David Salons, said to us, Selena, you can pay, you can train as many people as possible and we will give them jobs because it's a skill, skill set that's needed over there. But I haven't, I haven't been able to harness the energy of manicurists and pedicurists that will come with us and train. So it is my goal in 2020 to um, put manicure and pedicure training alongside hair cutting. And when we do that, you know, we're going to double the value that we're creating out oh, there and we're going to get some massive impact. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, and, and part, that's an easy skill to learn, but it's a great skill to be able to share with other people. Um, and I think, I think you're going to be able to do it. I think that if you can find the right people there to be able to, you know, manage the product side of things, um, you're going to do really well with that. But I love that you're, you've trained over 4,600 people um, to be able to do hair. And these are all volunteers that are doing this. So, so we're going to take a break here in a little bit. So I know when we get back into our second segment, I want you to share with me how you organize this and what some of the needs are for hair aid so that we can put the word out um, to our listenership and our, um, our beauty tribe following to be able to see what are some of those needs that we can help you with to be able to secure that. But I think what you're doing is fantastic. Are you still doing the sewing as well? We, we do it when it's requested and when it's asked for. Um, okay. then the request for hair is far greater. And one of the reasons is that if you want to do sewing, you actually have to come into the sewing center, bring the materials, make the product, go back to market, sell the goods. But with hair cutting, it's easy. It's a small toolkit. It can be transported and moved quite simply. And people, they can begin earning money within an hour of us finishing the training with them. So it's a, it's a wonderful skill set. Um, so we're focused more on hair, hence the reason why we actually branded to be called Hair Aid a few years ago. Um, it's a skill that has just creates such amazing impact in the community. Oh, I bet. That sounds so wonderful that you're doing that. I love, love, love that you're doing all of that. So we're going to, we're going to take a quick break, but I'm going to do a sponsor message real quick um, since we missed it on the front end, starting a few minutes late and everything. But I want to ask you guys this question, would you date your brand? And if it's yes, no, or maybe, you know, you have to think about, there's so many companies out there that have a great product and they don't understand the ultimate brand connection formula. So a lot of times there's confusion between marketing, sales, and branding and creating that clarity and message and establishing that laser focus of who your ultimate client is. And if you don't know the answer to these three questions, why do you exist? What are you offering? And who are you offering it to? And it sounds like my guest Selena's got that down. Um, then you need to join me at a live event called Stages. It is a speaking and branding workshop. It's two days, September 15th and 16th in Atlanta, Georgia. It's two really in-depth conversations. One is speaking. The other one is branding. 
All of it's tied to an opportunity to be a leader of your product, a leader of your community, a leader in your industry, and for you to be able to speak with ultimate confidence on what you're offering and who you're offering it to. So if you're interested in this, please go to stagesspeakercourse.com. That's stagesspeakercourse.com. All the questions are on there. Of course, you can always refer back to me and email me at bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. I'm happy to share more. But uh, it's a limited seating event, only 15 people. So get your seat right away. All right. So we're going to take a break real quick. And when we come back, Selena's going to talk to us about how she's been able to organize these training sessions, how she's gotten the volunteers, how many more volunteers she needs, or what other items, products, time, resources, money that she might need as well. And uh, as an industry and as a listenership, we're going to get together and we're going to help Selena do this because I think what's fantastic about what she's doing is, as she stated on the front end of this, she's not a hairdresser. She just ended up randomly meeting some wonderful people at a place to have a nice cold brew and uh, ended up turning this into an organization that for over 10 years now, she's been making an impact in the world. And I know, I know many of you, you want to make an impact. You want to figure out what your thing is, what your it is, um, and sometimes helping other people to have success in theirs uh, spawns an opportunity for you to be able to find what your thing or your it is and uh, start your own opportunity to make an impact in the world. So stay with us. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with Selena. Streaming live, the leader in internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Hey gals, is your makeup bag and drawer a mess like mine? Well, after years of professional experience working with both celebrities, beauty queens, and everyday women, Sherry Jessie has created a beautiful line of accessories to be able to help us perfect and organize our beauty routine. It's called Sherry Jessie Elegant Organized Beauty, and it features a unique magnetized makeup palette with original artwork to fashionably consolidate your makeup into an easy-to-carry, elegant compact. So you just carry what you need, allowing you to have your entire face in one place. Plus, check out hundreds of Sherry's beauty tutorials on her website, sherryjessie.com. And that's where you can also purchase your very own organizing makeup bag and magnetic palette so you too can feel elegant, organized, and beautiful. Be sure to use the discount code BEAUTY25 to save 25% off at sherryjessie.com. That's S-H-E-R-R-I-J-E-S-S-E-E.com. SherryJesse.com. Are you looking to uncover your authentic self? Looking to improve your communication, selling, or public speaking skills? Discover Naked Audience Productions trainings on public speaking, leadership, sales, and healing. Mastering the art of authentic communications can change your life in many ways. From promotions to profits to enhancing any relationship, whether it's business or personal, finding and speaking your naked truth is a beautiful thing. Visit www.napevents.com or call 877-319-2403. That's napevents.com or 877-319-2403. Are you ready for a disaster? If you are like many people in the world, that answer may sadly be no. 
Disasters happen unexpectedly to people just like you every day. Tune into Preparing for the Unexpected with business continuity and disaster planning expert Alex Bullock. The show will not only help you better prepare for a disaster itself, but also to prepare you, your place of employment, and community for the aftermath emotionally, financially, and with a better level of awareness and a stronger feeling of resiliency. Tune in Thursdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Beauty Inside and Out with Bonnie Bonadeo. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to Bonnie at BonnieBonadeo.com. That's Bonnie at BonnieBonadeo.com. Now back to Beauty Inside and Out. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. My guest, Selena Tomasich, is here, and she's from HairAid.org.au, and it is an organization that she shared where she actually is supporting and teaching parents. I mean, the story came from, came from teaching parents some skills so that they could keep their family intact, and I didn't know the depth of it like that. That makes a lot of sense. And certainly that, um, that has a lot of value, a, a tremendous amount of value. So Selena, you've, you've over, you said over 4,600 people, you've made an impact with teaching them skills on how to be able to do hair. You're launching barbering in 2020. You're, you're, on, you're, you're looking at manicuring and pedicuring as another service to be able to do it. Tell us a little bit about how you've gathered volunteers and then what do you do? You literally go to Manila or other countries and, and gather people. How do you do all this? Well, with a, with a lot of determination and a lot of spruiking and a lot of standing on different stages because I'm not a hairdresser and I rely on the, the passion and enthusiasm of hairdressers from around the world now. And I request volunteers to come on projects. And we've had so many volunteers come and offer. It's a week of their life, actually. So, you know, that, that's a really big commitment, Bonnie. When people say to me, Selena, I believe in what you can achieve together and I'm happy to commit. So our volunteers, they can come to any one of four different countries that we're working in now. We started teaching in Manila, in the Philippines, in this place called Quezon City. But now we also work in Thailand, we work in Cambodia, and we work in Indonesia. And in Thailand and Cambodia, we typically work with women that have been rescued from sex trade. So there are organizations that have already rescued these ladies from really critical and dangerous situations. They've given them some respite to be able to rest and recoup. And we come in and offer the training, the skills of basic haircutting. 
Now, I don't want anyone to get confused and think in a week we teach them to be hairdressers because that's not possible. But what we do is we empower them with confidence. We give them the skills to learn five basic haircuts. And trust me, that they do an amazing job. Go and have a look at our webpage or our Facebook page and see some of the amazing photos of the work that the people create. And then we gift them a small scissor kit. So there's one set of scissors, one comb, four section clips, a cake and a zip-up bag. And with that, they've got a micro-business in their hand. So they've Mm. learned the skill of hair cutting and the skill and all of a sudden, their life has turned around. They're empowered. They feel positive. Their life that looked like they had no hope because of the skill of hair cutting has changed. So it's, it's amazing. It's remarkable. So in four different countries now, we have seven international projects. So I'm always on the hunt for volunteers that can offer me a week of their life. So they have to fly to whatever country, meet us as a team. It's an exciting adventure sometimes. Oh, my God, it sounds bad. And then for, for Monday through Friday, we go out into the communities. And it is very real and it is very raw. And we are working in the heart of their communities. We work where? They live, they work, they cook, they send their children to school. It is street and slum communities where we, you can have a look at some of our photos. I, I never feel that the photos show the, the pure critical poverty where these people live. But we go there and we leave a little bit of our hearts there when we leave, I can assure you. And we teach these people these small skills. And with that, they just create a new pathway out of poverty for themselves. Mm, I love that you're doing that. I want to do this. I want to come and spend. I have a spot for you, Bonnie. <laughs> oh, that sounds so amazing. Um, I'm on. I'm on your page right now, um, and I see that oh. you've got a Cambodia project coming up. Um, so, will you guide well, we us? Have. Yeah, will you guide us then of how people can? Um, request to be volunteers? Is there somewhere on your site that they go to to do that? Yeah. So if you go along to our website, which is all the www.hairaid.org.au, and if you go to International Projects, there's a drop-down box and you will see all the different projects that are there. Now, in just eight days, we've got a team going to Manila. Oh, we oh, that's expecting where it's to... first. Great. It is. We will, we will train around 140 people in one week, five basic haircuts. And, and are you amazing. just literally soliciting them while you're in a community or do they know you're coming? Oh, they know we're coming. Now, in Manila, we've been working there for nine and a half years. So we've got some great connections with community managers there. They call them barangay managers. It's like it's a community manager or a local government. But we also work with the mayor's office and we work with Congress over there. They all know that we're coming. They all support us. And they help prepare the communities before we come. It's not our job to find the people that need to be trained. 
our job is to work with the community there and give the skill set. Mm. And when we leave, we've actually got to the stage in Manila where we have teams on the ground that have um, been trained by us, so their skill set is amazing, and they work with us when we come back there. We pay them, and we pay some people all year round to keep touching base with our trainees. So they go back to the communities every week and they say, how are you going? What extra help do you need? What support do you need? Because we want this program to be sustainable. We want two things, actually, Bonnie. We want it to be sustainable so that the skill we give them is supported and they can continually gain further skills. But we actually want to make ourselves extinct. We We don't want to go there. We want the community to take over. And I'm super, super excited because you may not know this, but just recently we, we ran our very first global cutathon. And it's where we ask salons around the world on the 26th of May this year if they could cut hair for Hair Aid, get donations, and then help us raise some money. We're really excited that the money that was raised is going to start the very first hair aid permanent training salon in Manila. So we've raised enough money. So 10 years that's taken us, but that training centre will now be constant. It will be managed by people we've trained who've grown and empowered themselves and are now empowering people in their community and we will help them for the first couple of years to get that training salon up and running, and then Hair Aid will walk away. They will own it. They will know how to manage it. They will support their people in their community, which for us is a perfect model. We don't want, we don't want to be there supporting them. We want them supporting themselves. So we're super excited, and there were some great salons in the United States that jumped on and helped us. Um, create that that wonderful outcome. Oh, that's so great. So then if you can get one community set up to sustain themselves, you can go to more communities and do this again and keep trying to, you know, support other communities. But yes, you're going to be in Manila here in just another week or so. Yep. And for that July, 30 volunteers. Yes. The the teams are big. You get you get to meet when you come on a hair aid project. You become hair aid family. Trust us. Oh, I bet. Um, because you get to meet people from all over the world with the same commitment, the same passion, coming together to do some great value, create amazing outcomes. So when you come on a project, and I, and I'll tell you as well, Tabitha Coffee's been on two of our projects so far. Mm. So she's uh-huh. actually went on two Cambodia projects. Um, and for us, that's really good because, again, I'm not a hairdresser. And for someone like Tabitha, who is very real and very honest, to come on one of our projects and see what we do and then come back and share that provides us with good credibility. It shows that what we're doing is real and there's no, there's no middleman. There's no, there's no smokes and mirrors with what we do. When I tell you you're going to work in a real street and slum community, that's what you do. And when you, I tell you that you're going to, <clears throat> excuse me, change lives, 
by teaching the skill of haircutting? You do. Their lives change instantaneously from not being able to earn any money. Within five days, they've got their own business. They're earning money and creating better pathways for their families. They're putting their children to school, buying better food, buying clean water, getting medical care. And people that live in the streets, they can move into the slums where it's better housing. I know that sounds terrible, but it's true. And some of the people, they can move into a better slum where there's drainage and there's more community and fresher fresher food and opportunities. So, you know, these opportunities are only there because people volunteer their time and help yeah. us and give up a week of their life. So I'm always, always on the hunt for volunteers. I've, I've written your name down, Bonnie, on my list. Okay, good. You said... Good. I love that. That is is a a fantastic project that I would like to do. And of course, this is an area that um, it makes a lot of sense to, you know, to go over and support. And it's an area that I've always had a strong desire to visit all of these. So, um, yeah. So now how do you get, do you have people volunteer the shears and the combs and the capes and the clips and everything? Is that what some of the funding is for? Or do people donate those items? So two things happen. The funding can go to buy the resources that we need. And we do have some amazing sponsors now. Originally, I was collecting scissors from, you call them shears in the States. We call them scissors more here. So I was collecting shears one by one from salons. I would I would drive for an hour to get a pair of scissors. scissors. <laughs> Excuse me. Um. But now we've, we've had some really great support. Originally, we had a scissor company here in Australia called Excellent Edges, and they supported us enormously with lots of different scissors, and they still do today. Um, mm. But now in, um, in America, Hanzo Shears supplies us with some really significant donations of shears. We have Cartoon Cuts, which is an American-based company who's helping us with the zip-up bags and the combs and the brushes. And we have the amazing Paul Mitchell schools. Um, mm. So I was honoured to be introduced to Wynn um, and I shared the story of what Herod was and he said, how can we help? And so they've supplied us with one whole year of, of donations. So we've got... Yes, because they, they do a huge um, fundraising opportunity that I'm sure helps a lot. Yeah. yeah. Well... There's also opportunities for individuals to help as well. I, I often had hairdressers say to me, Selena, I just, can I, can I buy a kit? And I said, no. And then I thought, what a great opportunity. And now on our webpage, you actually can do that. You can sponsor a scissor kit. Oh, so I think right. it's Perfect. So you can say, I want to sponsor 20 kits. Beautiful. So you can yeah. go on our webpage. And it's $50. $50 will create a business for someone whose children are dying at their feet. So that scissor kit is only given to trainees who complete our five-day training program as well. We're really careful with that. They have to show us that they're dedicated and that they're committed. We don't just walk around the streets handing them out. Okay. Um, and that, that one kit will change somebody's life extraordinarily. So they go through, one person goes through five days 
And they nope. learn five different haircuts and then they get a kit to be able to provide then these services from that point on. And you have people Absolutely. on the ground kind of like just keep in touch and, and provide further support if needed. Yes. We go back to these communities every six months. We go twice a year to the same communities. And, and the reason we do that is when people have come from no opportunity or very critical poverty, they're all of a sudden earning money and learning how to manage that. And we have to teach them about looking after their tools, getting them sharpened, um, expanding their client base. We show them how to do advanced haircutting in six months' time so that they're creating a sustainable business. Not a business, this isn't a five-minute fix. This is creating an opportunity for them to change their family's life and move away from the critical situations where they're living right now. Yeah, and where do all these, if you have 30 volunteers coming into a community, where do they stay when you guys are doing these trainings? Is there towns around that they stay in? Listeners, does it sound like Bonnie's getting really excited about coming on a project? Because I think she is. Uh, she wants to know where she's staying. So it's actually a frequently asked question. Um, so volunteers sometimes think that we ask them to actually live in the street and slum communities and we don't. So we have established locations where we go and I'm going to suggest that it's like a 1.5 star style into what we're used to. Remember when you used to go on school camp? And there was like yes. bunk beds and, and the mattresses were quite thin and hard and all that. It's just and one community, step up from community that. Community bathrooms and yes, yeah. Yeah, but it's for, yeah. for it's definitely for a good cause. And Selena, is there a cost for people to attend it or do they just cover their own um, expenses as they go? Or is it kind of like this is how much it costs and we take care of everything but? So we ask everybody that they have to pay for their own flights because that's, I have everybody's flight costs are different from all around the world. We do have right. volunteers from all around the world join us. And then on top of that, in American dollars, there's a $1,300 fee. So oh, that okay. is going to cover your accommodation, your team uniforms, your project insurance, your transport on the ground, your airport collections, um, the graduation certificates that we provide every trainee. If we have to hire halls, then the cost that covers that. We have translators that come with us on every location so that the language barrier is reduced. We also pay our trainees. When we are there, sorry, not our trainees that we're teaching that time, but our previous trainees, we ask them to come back and say, at every location, we would like one of you to come with us and show them. It's almost like they become heroes in their community and show them the pathways and the opportunities. But we also pay them for that week of their time. And we pay them, we actually pay them a month's wage um, because we're, we're, we're thankful. Um, and for us, that's not a lot of money in comparison to what it is. So that 1300 pays for all of those costs and the graduation cakes, and all the smaller costs, all the taxi costs. So pay for your own flight, and a $1,300 project cost on top of that, 
and I will look after everything else. I will book your airport mm. pickup. I'll make sure the accommodation's ready for you. I'll be waiting there for you when you arrive. Um, and make sure your team T-shirts there. All the logistics is taken care of. And I'm happy to do that because that's my job. Your job as stylists and the people with the skill that I don't possess is to come with me on this journey, share your skill and, and help us change the lives of people who really are living in desperate situations. I love it. I love what you're doing. I love the impact you're making. I love the, all the areas that you're going and making this impact. And um, I'm going to, you know, a big call to action for uh, my hairdresser friends. Go on to hairaid.org.au. Check it out. Um, I've been poking around on the website while Selena's been sharing all of this juicy information. And I can't imagine this has got to be a, a, a chance of a lifetime to feel like you're giving back and to really appreciate the skills that we have as hairdressers um, and how we can give them to another to be able to have a better life. So um, fantastic job on what you've done. And I want to, I definitely want to stay in touch and I want to make sure that um, we can help you to promote the support system of volunteerism um, to be there. And I'm going to, I'm going to volunteer me and my fiance, we're both hairdressers and I'm, I'm volunteering Ooh. us. Yeah, I'm I'm also going to say, Bonnie, if if anyone is a barber, I just wanted to say in January 2020 in Manila, we're launching the first official five-day barbering course over there in Manila. So our trainees that have previously learnt five basic haircuts, we're inviting them back and we're going to teach them barbering because barbering is a skill they can earn more money Quicker. Yes. So, yes. So we're and that's looking a, for barbers as well. Please come and join oh, us in January so, 2020. And barbers, I'm going to put the word out. I'm going to continue to support and share with you. I'm going to look at some dates going into 2020 and see which ones I can volunteer for as well. Selena, thank you so much for sharing what you're doing. And, and I love that you're not a hairdresser and you've taken <laughs> this on in such a big way. Um, and making a great impact in parts of the world and how we as hairdressers can help you make that impact. So you guys check it out. Go to hairaid.org.au. Um, all the dates, all the locations, how to be a volunteer, um, the costs and everything is on there. And I'm sure, Selena, will you also give us, how can we reach you if we have some more questions? How can people reach you? So there's a contact button on our website but you can also email me direct and I do answer all my own emails. So it is Selena with an S-S-E-L-I-N-A at hairaid.org.au. But the contact button will get one of my amazing team. I've got just recently we've been able to employ uh, an assistant for me, which is wonderful. Um, I've got a marketing guru, PR guru now, so we're all working together to increase the opportunities that HairAid can have. So email me, jump on our website, you'll get one of our team and we'll get right back to you. Oh, that's perfect. Thank you again. Thank you for your contribution. Thank you for doing what you're doing. Thank you for being on the show and let's get some volunteers. You guys, let's all do this together. This sounds like a fantastic trip. 
and a great give back of all that we know and all that we love about the beauty industry. And to my listeners, figure out maybe you want to donate a kit if you're not in the industry, or maybe you know somebody that you want to share this with. So please do that. Selena, thank you so much. You guys stay with us. Remember, June is the month where I'm giving back. Um, I'm sharing all opportunities for organizations like Selena's and Hair Aid to be able to say, we need to make this a more powerful opportunity. I want to share those, those organizations that need additional support, that need some outreach, because it's all about us being a contribution to the greater good of humanity. And I know that Selena is doing that. So thanks for joining us. Next week, we're going to be talking with the Dementia Society and a gal that is a, a loving caretaker full-time to her mother who's had dementia for nine years. It's an incredible story. It's a lot of good information that we need to hear because we have a very aging society right now that is being affected more and more by dementia and some of the syndromes like Alzheimer's uh, attached to dementia. So thanks for joining us as always, you guys. And remember to be you in beauty. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Beauty Inside and Out. Please join your host, Bonnie Bonadeo, again next Thursday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week.